You know, I'm so thankful that finally we're getting the engagement with this online bulletin that we have always hoped we would have because I look around and people are definitely looking at the bulletin and <laughs> studying it carefully. We have been talking about this series of discipleship, that theme, what if, a question that we ask in so many different ways, and we ask it often, right? What if? You know, what if that had happened? What if I had done this? What if they had done that? And, and as we use it today, we're asking that question on a more personal level. What if? What if we took this life of discipleship more seriously? What if we took one step? Might it change the trajectory of the world around us? Might it change our lives? Might it change our family? Might it change our community? When we talk about discipleship, I think often you think, well, that's the pastor's job, right? And once a year, we're going to be specific talking about discipleship. We're going to spend four weeks. We're going to end the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I'm going to ask you to make that commitment. And we think about it in terms of, of, of me asking because I want to see more people in worship. I want to see more people online. You think I talk about the financial end because we want to see more money in the coffers at church. I want you to pray more so that, that we might somehow um, be surrounding those families that we talk about or, or changing that behavior in ways that, that have a personal reflection on Ashland. But the reality of why I talk about discipleship, the reality of why I want to encourage you to take that next step with Jesus is because I want to change the face of the planet that we live on. And I believe that's how it's done. I believe that we are, we are that beginning point, and as Kathy talked about that ripple in the water, we're the ripple. We're the ones that change the world. If we change internally, if we change ourselves, we change the next one to us. And it, it continues from there. It is about bringing the kingdom a step closer. So I ask you this morning, what if? What if you took that next step? Not, not necessarily a huge step, but what if you just took a little step? What if you just took the first step? What if you just took the next step? That what if question. The only one that can answer it is you. In this next week, you should be receiving a letter from me. Included in that letter will be an estimate card, and, and that really is it's a planning card. We talk about it all the time. What I want you to do is make a plan. How would you plan on taking the next step. What does that what if look like? We do what we plan to do. If we, if we make that commitment, if we put it in writing, you know, it's not a contract with me. It's not a contract with Ashland. It's a plan before God. Along with that, we're going to send you a QR code. We're going to send you a, a website where you can get online and select those items that you would like to be a part of. 
Oftentimes we think, well, it's somebody else's job. They haven't asked me because they don't really think I have that skill set. The reality is we have a specific group of people that ask for volunteers, that ask for people to step up. Oftentimes they, they ask the people that they know, the people that have done it before, and we're not trying to be exclusionary of anybody. We just don't know. We need your help. Where would you like to serve? Where would you like to be involved? And it doesn't mean a lifetime commitment, okay? I ask oftentimes about Sunday school teachers. You know why nobody ever wants to teach Sunday school? Because they feel like the only way they'll ever be able to stop is if they die. We're not doing that at Ashland. We don't do that at Ashland. We want you to be able to dip your toe in the water to take that next step. What if, what if I gave it a shot? Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. If that doesn't work, there's something else. There's something for everybody. Everybody has the skill set. Everybody has the time to take that first step, to give that, that opportunity. You know, often we, we struggle with competition. How many of you feel like you don't have time right now to do what you do? Anybody? Sure, we all do. We all feel like time is, is that big constraint. What, what I have found is that when we make time, God creates time. That competition of things that we need to do, that we want to do, that, that we never have enough time to do. And, and I want to I take you back to my seminary days. I, I was in seminary and I needed a, a mission project and I had a seminary professor that said, here's, here's how you're going to do this. You're going to go to Jamaica for a week. Now, I know there are people out there saying, gosh, what a terrible thing to have to do. But I promise you, I did not see the resort side of Jamaica. In fact, I saw a side of Jamaica that would make it virtually impossible. Carol and I will never vacation in Jamaica because we know people, because we know situations. But I said, I'm not going, I don't have time. He said, no problem, you won't graduate from seminary. I went. Changed my life. Changed my heart. That's discipleship. It's taking the risk. Or maybe taking the nudge. But making the effort. Somebody helped me. I hope that I can help you. It's the difference in life. We talk about it in ways that, that we, we want to, to really embrace kingdom principles. Several years ago, we, we did a sermon series called Kingdom Things. It was based off of the, the television series Stranger Things. I'll, I'll, make, I'll make a confession. I watched parts of two episodes to kind of get an idea of what it's about. Truly, I still don't know what it's about. But I do know what kingdom things are about. And kingdom things are those things that we commit ourselves to that bring the kingdom a step closer. It is taking the Beatitudes seriously, understanding that the first is last and the last is first, that the meek shall inherit the earth. All of those things that culturally don't make any sense to us, but in the kingdom to come, bring great reward. And when we're willing, when we're willing to take that next step, when we answer that what if 
with I will, we see a dramatic difference in our life and the lives of those around us. This morning, we're going to go to the book of Luke, and, and in the 22nd chapter of Luke, we're going to read 10 verses. I would encourage you that, that today, maybe you read the rest of that 22nd chapter. See, the Chiefs game will be over. You're going to have some time on your hands. Luke says this. He says, in the same way after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that one who betrays him. They began to question themselves. Which of them might be the one who would do this? A dispute also arose among them as to which of them might be considered to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you're not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, the one who rules like the one who serves. But who is greater? The one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who's at the table, but I am among you as one who serves? You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom just as my Father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on the thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Wow. The caution is, don't be like those disciples. Don't be sitting asking ourselves who's going to be the greatest or who's the least, who's the betrayer. What if, what if we ask ourselves, how do we serve? You know, human nature does that to us, right? It, it it, it pushes us to think about that next place for us. It's that incredible power struggle. I spent last Thursday in Colombia, and it was, it was talking about generational differences. And really talking about, in some, some instances, that struggle for power how each generation looks at it a little differently. The builders, the greatest generation, the ones that have handed off so much to us, they, they look at life different than, than I would, and I'm a boomer. Many, many of you are boomers as well. We, we are that group that think that, that we paid our dues, we earned the right to have the power, and we should be able to kind of handle it till we're ready to pass it on. Talked about Generation X. It's that little generation kind of that follows us. And then the millennials who said, I'm sorry, I don't have to wait for you to hand me the power. 
we have it now. They had the digital world. They had so many things that, that we didn't have, and, and they don't have to wait for it. But we spent a lot of time talking about Gen X, um, Gen Z, and Gen Alpha. And Gen Alpha, I mean, they're only in the sixth grade, right? I mean, they're young. The power struggle. And what does Jesus say? What are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to be served? Or are we supposed to serve? That power syndrome. And Jesus invites us to the table. He doesn't say, pay your dues first. He doesn't say, for those that, that have accomplished what I want them to accomplish, I will invite them to the table. He says, all are welcome. When we talk about discipleship, we're, we're not talking about being better than our neighbor. We're not saying, well, you should be, you should be a better disciple than, and, and just fill in the blank. What we're saying is, we should be the most faithful follower that we can be. We should serve as much as we're able to serve. We should make that kind of commitment to Jesus. How do we do that? Part of, it, part of it is the plan, right? I mean, don't you believe seriously that we, we are more prone to do what we plan to do than the things that just kind of happen? I mean, that's why, that's why I want you to take this plan thing seriously. It is the invitation to the table. We talk about the table and, and we're going to have communion today. It will be that opportunity to physically come forward, to share materially at the table of Christ. But what is it that Jesus was talking about in the invitation to the table? He was talking about an invitation to relationship. He was talking about an invitation to follow in ways that not only change our life, but change the lives of those that we come in contact with. And that the blessing of it, the blessing of it, 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 it just, it has that ripple effect. We can, we can be the change that Jesus talks about. To be great, what does it take? Being willing to serve. Being willing to engage. Being willing to be the hands and the feet of Christ. Tim, I just about had a stroke, but okay. Tim's, Tim's giving me updates on the game, but... So don't turn around and look at him if you don't want to know what's going on. I was about to say, do you want to be the change in the world when Tim gives me a sign? Do you want to be a change in the world? Do you? I hope so. You know, I think that's Ashland's story. I think Ashland is about being change in the world. And so as I ask you today, what I'm asking you is, what if you personally took one small step forward? What would it look like? What would it look like? You may be asking yourself, I, 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 don't know, I don't know where to do that. Well, 
Here's, here's what I'm going to suggest, is that you should take the next step in the place where you have passion. What is your passion? You know what? It may be that your passion is, is standing in the back and helping direct people where they go. Maybe your passion is to go to Africa. I know one person whose passion is to go to Africa. Maybe your passion is, is to help at the Pregnancy Resource Center. Maybe it is to help serve dinner on Wednesday evenings. I don't know where your passion is. And maybe you don't know where it's at. Ask your friends. Ask people in your Sunday school class. Ask people in your small group. And then commit yourself to take that next step. Whatever that might look like, there is a place for you, and I promise you, if you'll take that step, it'll change your life. What if? Only you can answer. Let us pray. Lord God, we are thankful today that we might share together that question, and that together we might Seek to find an answer. May your Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. We ask that blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.